Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Welcome to another episode of that Disney Parks podcast. I am Nick, and on this episode, I'm joined by Mr. D. Uh, hello there. Season's greetings. Season's greetings. It is halfway yeah. to Christmas. That's about right. It is halfway to Christmas, so yeah. half season's greetings. Half season's greetings. Uh, and we are also joined by Steve. Good evening. Evening, Steve. How are you? Hi, Steve. Great. Nice to be back on again. Yes. Yeah, good to have you. You uh, you have been on more episodes this year than I think Ryan and Chris Ripley combined. I think I haven't done the maths. But... That's probably right. <laughs> wouldn't, Not far off here. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, so this is a, a little bit of a, a special episode. Why we've got Steve in, uh, but we will talk more about uh, why later. Uh, before that, we're going to start off as we usually do by asking of course, what everybody is drinking. So, uh, Steve, as our guest, what are you drinking? I've got a strawberry gin with lemonade oh. from the from the Salty Dog Distillery. It's a friend of mine who distills his own gin, so I'm trying that tonight. Yeah, cheap plug. And the nice. Uh, yeah. Sponsor opportunities are available. Um, <laughs> yeah. gin, so gin lemonade. Mm, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Not a fan of tonic water, so I put a bit of lemonade in there. This mm-hmm. is this is uh, yeah, this is what my wife does. My wife, she does the same thing. Like I, I love, I, I can drink tonic water, and I have drank tonic water without gin. Like I, it's got a taste to it. I, I, I know, but I actually mm. quite like the taste of tonic water. But uh, yeah, I've, I've tried gin with lemonade, and I mean it's fine. But uh, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm more of a traditionalist. I've got to be honest. Uh, whilst of course Mr. D's the other way, he goes for all kinds of weird tonic waters, don't you? Well, I'll try. Yeah, whatever comes my way, I'll try it. I'll try anything <laughs> once. Well, just about. So, uh, what are you drinking, Mr. D? Okay, so talking about trying anything once, uh, this is another one of my Father's Day presents. I kept this for tonight. I've got nice. a rather big, rather big bottle of um, pina colada cider. Oh, hello. So pineapple and coconut flavoured cider. Who makes uh, that? Uh, good question. Um, who does make it? Well, actually, try it first because, I mean, if it's, if it's not. Oh, it's nice, Sainsbury's. Oh, it's okay. a Sainsbury's. Oh. Yeah. Must be Sainsbury's on. That's what it says on the back, anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I, hmm, I, it's rather nice. I don't, it's very pineapple um, Good. That sounds great. I mean, it wouldn't suit Sinead at all, but uh, no. it sounds good to me. Um, I, I do. I do shopping things. In fact, I was only in there the other day, so I should have. Uh, I should have had a look. Oh. Yeah, have a look for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, definitely Sainsbury's. Can't oh, see any other. 
manufacturer. No, well, he's a cider with pineapple, thing. coconut, ginger, and rum. Ooh. Oh, a cider of rum. Um, yeah, I'm really boring in that case. I've just got another Heineken Silver because I've got a few of those left over. So, hang on. Jesus Christ, can't get the bottle opener. Hang on. Ah, there we go. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. Crisp. Right. Let's go and have a look at what's been going on uh, in the, uh, the the news world of Disney. Okay, so there is something I want to talk about, but I will I will save that for now because I know, Mister D, you've got something you wanted to talk about news wise. Yeah, there's a few there's a few bits. I mean, I probably won't start with the one that was uh, the more contentious one, um, but in terms of my in relation to my season's greetings intro, hmm. um, Mickey's very merry Christmas party. Is is back on again in in its full form, I guess, with a parade and the fireworks and the show, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so they've announced uh, twenty four dates. Um, so I think it starts like I think it starts in July or something like that. No, not 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 really, not quite <laughs> July, but um, uh, twenty four dates and tickets go on sale pretty soon um if you are staying at disney resort they go on sale on the 30th of june and if you're an off-site guest they go on sale 7th of july i believe yeah. ticket prices range from 149 dollars to 199 dollars depending on on when you're going so pretty um yeah pretty, pretty steep i guess yeah, yeah. um but you know, just given what happened with the the other parties, the the sort of pseudo Halloween party or whatever, I would imagine it would be um, pretty popular still. But, um, well, look, we we say, and and obviously we'll talk about stuff later on, but um, you know, Disney are a business, and Disney will charge what people will pay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's excessive for what you get, but uh, plenty of people won't bat an eyelid and we'll yeah. just I mean go accordingly so yeah we are home to go so I will full disclosure we will be there and we will catch the first three because I think the first one is November 8th something like that I don't have it in front of me but um but we won't we'll, we'll avoid the first one because that's going to be vloggers paradise oh yeah uh, but I think we're there. I think there's another one on the 10th and another one on the 11th. So I think we're going to try for the 10th. So that'd be the second one. Um, so yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully we'll make it there. And is it um, is it a case that the dates leading up to Christmas, Christmas and, and weekend dates are the higher priced uh, tickets? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know that they've. I haven't seen an actual price. I've just seen the range one four nine to one nine nine. I don't know. I don't know if they've published which dates or which prices. I haven't seen that, but they, it may it may be out there. Yeah, they probably won't uh, actually post them until the tickets officially go on sale for the yeah, uh, yeah. resort guests. It's normally how it works. So they'll be... give you a ballpark, but they won't reveal everything. Yeah. Will they? 
No, that's right. So that'll be very soon, a couple of days for uh, on-site guests, mm-hmm. and then another week beyond that for everybody else. Cool. But, cool. I mean, it's, it's good to see, you know, the party's coming back, the full party's coming back. It's another it's another step back towards normality, if, yeah. you know, pre-COVID the, normality. Discounts Paul for DVC this time? Are they doing this year? Um, I don't Normally know. They do, they often do 10%, don't I think? Yeah, I don't know that I've seen that, Stephen. I'm right. a I'm a I'm a resale right. DVC right. buyer, so I guess I would be excluded uh, from that. Yeah. More to come on that in a minute, actually. That's, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Both of you. Mm-hmm. Well, possibly, yeah, probably the same style. Yeah, I'm guessing <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Well, what I wanted to talk about, um, because it has been a, a couple of weeks now since. Uh, it happened is uh, the lackluster uh, box office results for Lightyear. Mm-hmm. Um, so this came out, uh, it's been out for two weekends now as we record this episode. I mean, when you actually hear it, God knows. Um, but yeah, it's been out for two weeks now. It opened with $51 million, which is, I think, the third lowest uh, opening to a Pixar film hmm. possibly that could be incorrect because I'm sure like if you went back in time Toy Story and A Bug's Life and possibly even Toy Story 2 probably opened le- lower than that because of you know prices and, and whatnot. but uh, yeah. yeah of recent films I think uh, only Cars 3 and uh, A Good Di- uh, The Good Dinosaur open slightly less than that so uh not great what was even worse though is uh so that was its its opening weekend so in its in its second weekend it slipped from uh second place to fifth place in the charts in the states Mm. uh which is which is which is bad because even um even uh jurassic world in its uh, third weekend, uh, only fell down one position. That was because of uh, Elvis coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a couple of things. So firstly, there was uh, a lot of talk on social media from the, the right side of America complaining that um, Tim Allen wasn't in this film uh, and blamed Disney's wokeness for for it being the case what was what was hilarious with that is every time anybody pointed out that tim allen is currently uh finishing filming his santa claus series for disney plus so he's clearly not blackboard or anything like that for his uh unwoke views uh was completely ignored um you know people seem to have an issue with the fact that um you know, this wasn't the Buzz Lightyear from the Toy Story films. Couldn't yeah. seem to get a head around that one. but uh, yeah. So a lot of people were saying they weren't going to go and see it for that. Personally, I think this is the start of something we're going to see a lot more. Okay, So Buzz Lightyear has, has come out to the cinemas. It's the first Pixar film to come out since uh, Onward right at the start of the pandemic so that had quite a soft box office as well but that's 
because the world started shutting down just as that had kind of come out. Um, But there's been four Pixar films released since since Onward came out, and three of those went straight to Disney+. Plus. So immediately, Pixar is probably being looked at as a bit of an inferior brand. So that's number one. The second one, and I think this is the one that's going to have the biggest impact, is that at the moment, most streaming services, so uh, not just Disney+, Plus, but uh, HBO Max with Warner Brothers and uh, obviously Paramount+, Plus with Paramount Films, are operating on a 45-day window. Oh, and of course Peacock as well, the NBC service uh, and Universal. So they're operating on a 45-day window, and what that means is that once a film gets released at the cinema, within 45 days, that film is going to be hitting that streaming service. So if you're already paying for Disney+, Plus, Peacock, uh, Paramount+, Plus, HBO Max, whatever, you know if you are not desperate to see it at the cinema, it's going to be on your streaming service for you to watch for free very soon after it comes out. You know, within six weeks of it coming out. Mm. So that's that's a problem as well. Um, and the other thing is, you know, obviously Disney are doing it with all their films. They did that with uh, The Eternals. They did that with uh, Doctor Strange as well and The Multiverse of Madness. The difference is with those films, um, of course they're both Marvel films, but there is very much uh, a, a FOMO element to those films. If you don't go and see those at the cinema quite quickly there's every chance that they're going to be spoilt for you. So mm. you want to you wanna get in there before it's ruined for you or something's revealed about it that you didn't want to be spoiled, you know, whatever. Um, and it's an, it's an ongoing story, right? These films all kind of like intertwine with each other. With animated films, that's not the case. So if you want to see Lightyear, but you're not desperate to, are you going to pay... to go and see that at the cinema or are you going to wait six weeks and watch it for free on Disney Plus? Hmm. Because there's no... What what can be spoiled for you? There's nothing that's really going to be spoiled for you. You know, I could could see the plot now for Lightyear and it's... Anything I reveal to you isn't going to really affect your enjoyment of that film. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, there's nothing there. So I think this is going to be an ongoing problem that because the way that films are now being distributed at cinema and distributed to your home, I think this is going to be an ongoing problem, except for big franchise films. Mm. Yeah. So it will be, you know, I, I, you know, that's that's my opinion. I think it's got some basis to it, but, you know, I, I can't think of any other reason why this is happening with with films like this, whilst it's not happening with Marvel films. You, you know. You've seen it, Nick, haven't you? I have seen it. Yep. Yeah. Is it worth seeing at the cinema, or is it worth? Because that's no. really, is it is it happening? So okay, there you go. Then. Yeah. I'll work for Disney Plus. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, ugh. apparently it's the first Pixar film they've done in IMAX. Right. Which I don't believe. Cause I'm I'm pretty sure Toy Story three and four were in IMAX, but maybe it was formatted differently. I don't know. It's a very beautiful film. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think the problem is, is that, you know, you've got Jurassic World Dominion out. Uh, you've got Top Gun. And, and and the interesting thing is, 
Top Gun became the number one film in America again this weekend. Mm. In its mm. fifth or sixth week. Just gone to a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah. It, it's it's and look, I've I've seen it. It's completely justified <laughs> that it's it's done that well. But you know, Jurassic, you know, a big Jurassic World film's come out. A, a film about Elvis has, has come out. Lightyear, a spin-off from Toy Story, has come out. And yet, all these films are failing behind a six-week old film that's a sequel to a not very good 1986 film. You know, it's 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 a little strange, but um, I mean, it, it's a really beautiful film. Um, I saw it in 3D at the cinema. I mean, the 3D was pretty rubbish, to be fair. I, I kind of expected it to be, but I always like to go and see a film in 3D if it's showing. Um, but, you know, my daughter, who is really the target audience, you know, this is kids, right? Yeah. They should want to go and see this film. Um, she wasn't bothered about seeing it at the cinema. She's seen the trailer, uh, and she was quite happy to wait to watch it at home. So yeah. that's that's what they're doing. They're going to wait for it to come on Disney Plus, and I, and I don't blame them. You know, if I didn't have um, my my cinema pass so I can go and see films, um, I wouldn't have rushed to see this either. I wouldn't have paid. I think at my local, it's about twelve or thirteen pounds to to go and watch a film. Um, I wouldn't have paid twelve or thirteen pounds to watch this. Um, but a minute, if, if money's tight, why would you pay that money if you've already got Disney Plus? You know, again, I fully understand that. That's another thing which is going to hit things is, is people can't afford to buy food, never mind go to the cinema. So, right. <laughs> so why are you gonna why are you gonna pay effectively twice yeah. to watch it a few weeks yeah. early? Because um, apparently, might you know when you go to the cinema, unless you are someone quite tight like me and will often bring in some snacks with them or something, um, sure. you know, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm sure I'm not alone in that. I do as um, well. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the thing is, going to cinema is expensive. Like we you know, we've gone before, yeah. and uh, you know, my daughter's wanting some popcorn. So that's about another four or five quid on top. If you want a drink, you know, it's another three or four quid on top. Um, you know, it, when you're going, it's it's not just the price of your ticket; it's everything else, and it's fuel, right? You know, yeah. quite often people are driving, so it's all these things that are adding up. So. Going to the cinema is a luxury, uh, and is yeah. a luxury that people will be able to cut out a lot easier than their Disney Plus subscription. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so I think it's interesting because obviously I think Disney were expecting big things. This is the first Pixar film that they have wanted to release at the cinema in uh, in almost well in, in just over two years, um, and it's not done particularly well. So I I don't know what's going to happen next. It'll be interesting to see what they, what direction they go in. If they're going to continue to do this, if they are going to start making Pixar films be kind of Disney Plus things, if they just, you know, turn Pixar, you know, wind it into Disney Studios. I don't know, but uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, none, nonetheless. Um, right, enough about that, Mister D, and Steve. <laughs> you, you had other stuff to talk about. Well, the the one the one that I was going to talk about, and Steve, yeah. I wonder if I wonder if it's the same thing. Yeah, is probably. um the Bay Lake Tower, yeah, uh, top of the world lounge, yeah, reopens in middle of July, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is yeah. which is fine. Yeah, but the thing that's um, 
you know, that's disappointing about it is in the past, um, I believe this is right, in the past, you could access Top of the World Lounge so long as you were staying in a DVC resort on DVC points, and it didn't matter whether you'd bought those points resale or direct from Disney. Right. However, they've, they've changed that, I believe, now. Uh -huh. So you only get access to the lounge if you're a direct member. In other words, you've bought the points from Disney. Is that direct member or blue card holder? Uh, because, so, yeah, there's a difference, think, isn't think, there? Yeah, I think it'll be blue card holder. Right. You've right. got your, yeah, your we grandfathered brought, in, weren't you? We were grandfathered on the first purchase, yes, but the second one we didn't. So we obviously we have the first one. Right. But I didn't, I didn't realise it changed that. That's... Yeah, yeah. So you may be okay mm. if you're staying on points Probably, associated yeah. with that contract. Yeah, yeah. Um but I wouldn't be, which is a disappointment. What well, I mean, I, I, I've been, I haven't had a lot of time to to look at forums and things like that. There's quite a bit on the dis boards, yeah. but I think it's interesting this one. So just for those who don't know, there are actually two lounges. There's a lounge in Epcot for DVC members, and then there's the Bay Lake Tower Lounge. To me, the, there's a difference between the two of those. I knew I was never getting access to the one in Epcot because. You know, it's in Epcot and it's just a lounge for DVC members and that's fine. But the one on top of Bay Lake Tower, that's a DVC property and it's a lounge in that DVC property. So as far as I understood, that lounge was paid for. In other words, the staff, the air conditioning, the electricity, whatever, heat and lighting, whatever, comes from the members' dues, I thought. Yeah. Originally, it was only for Bear Lake Tower, um, people who stayed at Bear Lake Tower originally. Correct, yeah. And then it, it changed a number of years ago and it never went back. Yeah, and that's right. That's right. Now, that, I believe they've changed that again, but I don't, right. what I don't know is if if you're a Bear Lake Tower resale owner, mm. does that mean you can't access Top of the World Lounge? Surely not. Sure, yeah. Well, we'll have to do more digging, won't we? Yeah, and I haven't I haven't found anything. I mean, like I say, I haven't had a huge amount of time to to research that. But um, I don't know. I think um, I think it's only those that have got access to the members' extras, which is right. the people that have got a blue card. Um, so I that go, would that mean... yeah. When I go in September, Paul, I'll ask. I'm going in September, so I'll mm -hmm. try and get in there and I'll find out for definite. Mm. I think that's interesting. I mean, I think I would be, I mean, I'm a poly owner, so, mm. you know, I'm not that bothered, but it, it does bother me a little bit if if my dues were, yeah. were going to pay, I mean, if I was a Bay Lake Tower owner and I'd bought resale and my yeah. dues were going to support that lounge and I couldn't access it, that would piss me off. Now, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe that isn't the case, but from what I've read so far, I believe it could be the case. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting, um, mm. not in a good way, but uh, it's a shame because I was I was looking forward to um, it's our first DVC stay in November, and I was looking forward to going to Top of the World Lounge and and just seeing what it was like, really. But that looks like it's off the cards right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we've done once before. It's first. It's one of these first come first serve things. It, it's pretty mm. good. It's yeah. pretty good, uh, and you yeah. can take you can take you get you know if if you're on a DVC 
resort, uh, and you've got mm-hmm. non-DVC uh, members in your resort in your room, you, you can yeah. take them as well as guests. So it's it's pretty, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, if you can't get any, the other good spot, you know, if you don't want to brave the crowds in Magic Kingdom, the other good spot which which fills up every night is the uh, Sky Tower that goes from Bay Lake Tower to Contemporary. That 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 mm. bridge. Yeah. That's a great place to watch the fight. They've actually pumped the pipe the music in there as well. Mm-hmm. So if you can't get there, hop on the monorail and yeah. um, stand there with a few people and, and you get a cracking view from there as well. Not as yeah. good as Bay Lake Tower Top, but yeah. it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was the thing I liked most about going to California Grill was uh, mm. being able to watch the fireworks on the platform there. But again, yeah. mm-hmm. same thing, they pipe the music uh, mm-hmm. in uh, and they do it. It's, yeah. It's obviously very clever. They've obviously worked out the uh, the the uh, the sight and sound. Sorry, mm-hmm. the music's obviously on a slight delay because of the the visuals and the distance and everything. Yeah. So it all syncs up, you know, beautifully. Um, but uh, I didn't know about that tip, Steve. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a good one for our listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame. Do we know yeah, anything well, about think- this lounge? They've like, changed, haven't they? They've, they've rethemed it to, I think, called Villain's Lair or something. Yeah, that's right. Spirit. Yeah. Don't know yeah. exactly what it's going to look like. There's a very, very few photos being released, but mm. theme to the villains, apparently, who have occupied that when it's been closed and then, and then left it. Yeah. I'm sure there's a, a joke you can make there about villains and uh, elitist uh, accessibility to uh, a, mm. a, a place, but I'm not going to... I'm not yeah. going to think of it right now, um, but yeah, I'd I'd seen a few concept bits, but again, didn't really show off too much. That's why I asked. I didn't know if there was anything I'd, I'd missed mm-hmm. out on potentially um, mm-hmm. regarding that. But obviously, yeah. obviously not. We're just early, just too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. That's uh, the world of of DVC. Well, actually, there's quite a bit going on in DVC because they've also opened up the Grand Floridian. The new, the new rooms, the new building in Grand Floridian. Um, so that's that's on sale now, and um, they've also to get ready for the tower at the Poly. They've completely demolished the Spirit of Aloha dinner show. So there's mm. a big construction site at the Poly. Uh, so yeah, quite a quite a bit going on around DVC. It's funny, yeah. isn't it? DVC seems to go up a lot quicker than their actual attractions. <laughs> yeah. It's almost if there's uh, a priority there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do we? Um, but just because I know you, you are you've obviously been you know looking at this for uh, a while when you was looking to buy your your points. But um, do you know what the uh, the uh, Grand Floridian points are are looking like? Uh, yeah. I mean, they had all sorts of um, they had all sorts of incentives, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but I don't know the base price. I, th- I want to say it was about two hundred and fifty dollars. Steve, does that sound? It, it sounds about right. Yeah, I, mean, I know some, some of the ones were one hundred and eighty, but I think the ones were, were higher, over two hundred, which um, which is eye watching when you buy resale. So, yeah. Especially yeah. the moment with the dollar rate, it, it's not a good prospect for a, a UK purchase at the moment. Yeah, no, yeah. that's right. Um, yeah. Just seeing if I can find it quickly. Oh. Yeah, it's very true right at the moment. Yeah. That's that's something that I think I'm is, not going to yeah. go into too much detail about. There's no need, but just for something for people to be aware of um, that are planning to go soon or 
got holidays booked up, you know, keep an eye on the uh, the currency conversions because it is. I think it. It's. I think it's gone down to about one twenty, one dollar twenty. Yeah, one one dollar twenty three in the markets. But if you're too yeah. restricted, so you best use your credit cards. If you use, use Halifax credit card, one might be other ones are available. Yeah. Just say, um, which don't charge you um, an exchange rate. Um, best way to go because you're only getting one sixteen, one seventeen on the street at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, Why just for, I think I found the the ground for it. I think it's two hundred and fifty five dollars a point direct at wow. the minute. But that'll wow. be that'll be without any incentives, I would imagine. Yeah, and I know they they did have some incentives. Uh, to put to put in comparison, Paul, when I bought my race at Animal Kingdom lunch, going back, yeah. um, this was before Pandora was opened, and it, it jumped after that. I think we paid seventy dollars mm. a point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that would be that would be about yeah. probably similar to what we looked at when we when we first looked at DVC, which was the Animal Kingdom Lodge. We got the, yeah. the pack with the DVD and the book and all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we paid one fifty nine for our poly points, and that was uh, twenty twenty one. That was last year, last yeah. summer. I mean, that's still pretty good, really. When you yeah, it went up. It's come back down a well. bit, but it, it, it did go right up. I mean, but I, sent, I think it's more of a buyer's market at the minute. There's quite a few people seem to be selling the contract for, yeah, yeah. for various reasons. Um, so there does seem to be a, a slight glut, but they're still they're still selling. I mean, you know, I've got I've got a little alert on one of the um, one of the, the main uh, DV, DVC reseller websites and you get a little you, you can sort of highlight searches and it'll come up and it'll tell you when new listings have been added and when they've been sold and they do turn around relatively quickly i mean yeah. although it's a bit of a buyer's market it still seems it still seem to be shifting contracts pretty healthily yeah but no i think i think it's just something for people to be aware of because you know th this is the lowest that i've seen the uh, the pounds dollar in in yeah. years um, yeah. I mean, the first time I went, I think it was one ninety five. Well, the days. Yeah, mm. I think even the second time we went, it was about one eighty or one seventy. Yeah, um, yeah I think so, you breaks it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think I think it might be a few things, but I mean that is definitely going. It is to be... a few things, but if you go yeah. back and look, I mean, the day after Brexit, it yeah. dropped from I don't know about one fifty five to where it is now, and it hasn't yeah. it hasn't bounced back. No, no. In fact, if anything, it's, it's dropped a bit more. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really bad. So yeah, keep keep your eyes out just in case anything does. You know, if it starts to uh, creep back up, so if you start seeing mm -hmm. you know one twenty five, one thirty, anything like that, jump on it, mm -hmm. change your money over yeah. because it's it's yeah. really not going to stay that way for very long. Um, yeah. And yeah, Steve, I like you know I think being smart about cards is is mm -hmm. also very important. As I said, I I actually have uh, a Starling bank account. Uh, purely for for that reason, I, I stick my yeah. money in there when I go travelling because uh, it does it in in real time without any any fees. So yeah. uh, the rate is is much much better on that than I would have done would have got if yeah. I had uh, changed the money. Because uh, the problem you've got then is if you're changing into dollars and you come back and you've still got dollars left over, you've got to change it back, and you're always going to lose. Never. Well, no, I know, but <laughs> do, do you know what yeah. I mean? So uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got, yeah, always look at because um, a lot of a lot of banks and a lot of credit cards will 
give you um you know certain incentives to use them abroad but you know sometimes it's a lower rate sometimes there might be a a small fee each time you use it It might only be a couple of percent but again it's it's money you're going to be uh throwing to the bank so uh have a look around money saving expert is is a very good website to tell you the pros and cons when it comes to traveling abroad so um yeah it's it's almost become cashless now the only time we use cash nowadays generally is for um tipping bus Mm. drivers um and, and odd things like other other toll booths you know if i haven't got a toll card yeah um, other than that i think we just rely on 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 cards or credit now it's i it's yeah. much, much simpler i went yeah. with uh the last time i went i went with 50 dollars yeah uh, on my person uh I, all my money was was on my my card and other than i had a couple of issues because i had there, there was a, a feature that on my card that I had to tick, which was basically that I would I could sign. Yeah. Because, you know, some places you can just tap your card, but a lot of places yeah. in the States you still have to sign as if it's the nineteen eighties. Um yeah. my bank yeah. didn't my bank didn't like me doing that until I I gave it the okay in the app. Once I did that, everything was fine. Um yeah. but I had a couple of issues initially because uh it wanted yeah it, it has a safety feature it didn't want me to do that but uh yeah just just something to be aware of but yeah you're you're right you know it, having having cash now is almost uh not the only time you get caught we got caught was uh rent if you got a rental car and you go through one of these um unmanned um tour booths and mm-hmm. it might be a dollar or a dollar 25 and you've got a there's a big bucket you got to chuck in Keeping a few quarters in your car all the time is absolutely, you know, otherwise you end up, you could get a fine, I guess. Yeah. You yeah. may not, but it, it's possible. And that's yeah, the only time not worth um, it. You, you need a bit of cash, really. Yeah. yeah. Last time we were there, we actually opened one of these um, SunPass accounts. Mm. So we don't even need to bother with cash for that as well. Yeah. So you've got a little um, transponder thing that goes in yeah. the, the rental car and... There's a new one now, Paul. It's because uh, the SunPass charges so much a day, and if you don't, even mm. if you don't use the the uh, the tolls, you get charged, mm. and you probably end up spending more than you would do. If you're mm. getting your car from the airport from Orlando, yeah. there's some cards you can pick up now. I, I forget the name. I've got my phone actually, mm. and you pick up a card from there, mm. and you you link it to your car, and then you, you drop it off when you come back to the airport, and you only get charged for the tolls right. you use. So it, right. it, it, when you go through it, it, it charges you a dollar, dollar twenty-five, what it might be, as yeah. opposed to being charged, you know, four or five dollars a day and not using it. So that's definitely worth yeah. looking at for, yeah. for um, yeah. MCO arrivals. Yeah. yeah, good to know. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Right, is that it for news? One quick I, thing, I suppose. I got, go um, apparently today, Tower of Terror was fully open on both sides of it. Oh, so what? Whether or not that's going to, you know, be maybe for the summer or for the American summer, mm. uh, if they've got a repair other side, then I presume it'll be closed again after the summer. But yeah, today all elevators were working and back oh, open, nice. so weights were down to, I think, I think Jane said she looked at about sixty minutes as opposed to what's been over mm. an hour and a half, two hours lately. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Wait times are up, aren't they? Crowds mm. are high. Wow. Mm, yeah. But it's mm. it's uh, good to see it back open. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, long, yeah. long may it continue, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
and just very quickly, just because I think it's hilarious, uh, I saw a headline earlier saying that uh, Johnny Depp was back in the Pirates franchise uh, uh, for a three hundred million pound payday. Uh, a story That's that well. got got denied quite quite quickly by his representatives once uh, it had come out. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I mean, I he was very vocal about he didn't want to go back. Um, I'm sure if they chuck enough money at him, he probably would do, of mm. course. Um, but I, yeah. I don't think 300 million is uh, going to be the figure that they're going to pay him to return to that mm. franchise. So mm-hmm. that's that, that's like the cost of two films. So I don't. I'll, think do, it, I'll do it for three. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, yeah. Right. So we've got a special segment uh, which will mm. happen right after this. Did you know that we have a Patreon? I'm sure you do. It's been mentioned before. But just in case you don't know, we do have a Patreon. And on that Patreon, we have early releases of all our shows. We also have exclusive shows that you can only hear on our Patreon. And we've been doing this for years. So actually, if you subscribe to be a Patreon today, then you'll get access to the entire back catalogue. It's about four or five years worth of podcasts you've never heard because they've never been made available publicly except for the uh, the odd one we've released as a taster anyway as well as that we've got a discord which we'll be launching later this summer for all of our patrons to join uh, we've also got a, a facebook group which you can join as well um, an exclusive one that's only open to our patreons but as well as that our patreons are the lovely people who keep these podcasts going and now i will tell you who they are we've got lee and laura karen chris we've got kate and mel and daniel i met daniel he's a nice guy uh, we've got paul and sandy and crystal James, Nikki, Dan, Kevin, Alison, Dave, Sinead, Tom, David, David with an E at the end of his name. Uh, we've got Breaking Dad, great guys. Uh, we've got Rob, we've got Todd, we've got Jane and Steve, as well as Stephen. So, we thank you for your support of us now and your continued support. And if you would like to become a Patreon member yourself, please visit patreon.com forward slash that podcast. And I've even put a handy link in the show notes below. Thank you. So, Mr. D, I am going to pass the baton over to you. Uh, and what are we talking about? So we're talking about um, Genie Plus and individual attraction selections. The thing, the thing that everybody's favorite topic. The thing that replaced FastPass Plus, which was the thing that replaced FastPass. So it's 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 that topic, and it has been a hot topic. Um, obviously, Disney making. Um, I'll call it a fast pass or an express line or whatever, but Disney making that kind of access a paid for service was was very unpopular and very controversial. Well, I mean that's 
that's done and and I don't think we're going to be going back to free fast pass or or anything anything like it so I think we're we're living with a paid for system but uh, the idea of this topic wasn't wasn't to get really down on that or negative about that or whatever it is it's there and it is what it is but the system that they've got has got some issues and some complexities um there may be some positives as well i struggled a little bit when i tried to think of them but i did maybe come up with one or two um it depends whether you're talking about whether they're absolute positives or whether they're positives versus the previous FastPass Plus system, that's where it gets that's where it gets a bit sticky. But um, there are certainly some complexities and some issues and some maybe some pros as well to the new system. And I include the Genie Plus and the individual attraction selection. So I think most people are aware that individual attraction selection, it's pretty much the top two rides in each park. And you can only book those... Uh, that they're individually paid for. So Rise of the Resistance, for example, you want to go on that, it'll cost you something like $20 per person to ride that once. And and so that's true for two attractions in each park, the top two attractions, and then everything else comes under Genie Plus where you pay a flat fee, which is $15 plus tax per day. So it's about $16 per day, I think. And, and it's a bit like the old FastPass Plus system. So we'll, we'll kind of get into how it works maybe a little bit in a minute, but but that's the kind of two systems that are in place at the minute. So the idea was to was to kind of talk about maybe what are some of the big issues or negatives or, or positives around what Disney has got at the minute. Because even, even that system has evolved from when it was launched. I think it was launched last October. Yeah. And even since then, Disney have made a few changes, one or two of them quite significant. And I would expect that this system will continue to evolve. So the idea was, well, what are some of the what are some of the key issues that we think either good or bad? And and what ideas do we have in terms of where we think Disney could go to change that system or improve that system what what do we think they might go or where where could they go and and again you know it isn't going to go back to free so that's kind of off the table it's working with a paid a paid for system so that was the idea so just just so everyone's clear because there might be people listening for the first time or there might be people that haven't listened for a while and when we've talked about genie plus before um so Genie Plus is something you pay for uh, every day. You normally have to uh, buy it for every day of your stay if you're an international guest, or it certainly was the case. But what are do you know what the current prices are for Genie Plus and what you what that gets you? Yeah, it's, I believe it's still fifteen dollars plus tax per day. Is that, is that what you paid, Steve, when you were there? That's what it is. Yes, fifteen dollars plus tax, and then your individual attractions, your top tier ones, can range from. Seven dollars to twenty dollars, or something along that lines. I think. Yeah. And what does what do you get for your fifteen dollars then? So what what does Genie Plus as is give you? Okay, so each each person, um, so it's fifteen or it's nearly sixteen when you add in the tax. So say sixteen dollars per person per day. Um, you can book 
kind of like a fast pass. Like, so it's like the old fast pass system, but you can only book it on the day and you can only book one at a time. Right. Yeah. And it's like the old fast pass plus rule. So you can book one and then you can't book your next one until either you've hit the window for the first one that you booked or two hours have passed since you since 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 you booked so you cannot so that's i think that's right Stephen. that's, I think right, yeah. That, yeah. that's how it works so it's kind of like the old fast pass plus rules to some extent but you can only book them on the day and if you're staying in a disney hotel you can book from 7 a.m so even if the park opens at say 8 30 9 o'clock you can book from 7 a.m so you've got an advantage because if you're an off-site guest, you can only book, start to book when the park opens. Yeah. So eight thirty, for example. So you get the an on-site guest will get will get first dibs. Yeah. But remember, they they will only be able to book one attraction. Even an on-site guest will only be able to book one attraction, but they will probably get first dibs at at some of the, you know, the more popular attractions like Space Mountain or splash mountain or jungle cruise or something like that so there is a a slight perk well quite a good perk actually for being an an on-site guest and that you get that first first crack at the whip it's a little bit like as you said like the old fast pass plus system where if it was a an on-site guest i want to say it was like 180 days out or 90 days out and then it was 30 days 60, 60 30 yeah okay yeah. yeah and then 30 days if you was a, an off-site guest which is why me and p-dubs ended yeah. up with um terra terra muppet vision 3d yeah <laughs> still don't know what terra, terra, you'd probably 3D. be quite happy with now yeah would you oh Keep yeah wait times yeah. yeah um but yeah that yeah. and that's because you know when uh the window opened uh for us that was the mm-hmm. the the best that we could uh, get at the time so yeah so it's although it's only yeah. one uh attraction it is mm. still as you say uh an early perk uh for you to do um yeah. i don't know where you want to start mr d really you, you touched on one other things so this is one of the changes that they made recently sure up until um a couple of weeks ago in fact i think it was the 7th of june um you could previously buy your Genie Plus in advance of your trip or, you know, in advance. Um, and UK guests could actually add it to their seven-day or 14-day ticket. So you couldn't, you couldn't, so if you buy it there in America, you can pick and choose whether you want it or don't want it. So you may not want it for every day of your holiday. You may mm-hmm. want it for half your holiday or whatever, but you could buy it in advance. Um and if if you were a UK guest, you could buy it in advance at a discounted price, but you had to buy it for the whole seven day or fourteen day ticket. But you did get about sixty percent of the fifteen dollar plus tax price that you were you were buying it in, in the US. App. So Disney have now changed that, and everybody is now the same. You can only buy it from midnight. On, on the day. So when the clock hits midnight, you can buy Genie Plus for that day, but only for that day. So you'll be up to midnight that day and then up at seven the next day to book your attractions. 
exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah. a great holiday. It's yeah. <laughs> this is us. This is us starting to get into what are some of the issues with the current system. So yeah. you've you've hit the nail on the head there, Steve. Yeah. I mean, for a holiday, it isn't that great because if and they've also said as part of that whole thing, they also changed the wording to say that the number of genie pluses available may be limited. Previously, they'd said it was unlimited. But now I think they've realized that at busy times like Christmas, um, Easter, Thanksgiving, whatever, when the parks are really busy, they may actually run out of Genie Pluses or they may stop selling Genie Plus. So at those times, yeah, you you may want to stay up until after midnight to get your Genie Plus, but then you need to be up before seven the next morning to book your first Genie Plus ride. Yeah. It's already so a tiring holiday to start with, never mind doing that, I mean. Exactly, when you add that to like park reservations, ADRs for restaurants, you know, plus all the other things that you've got to organize for a holiday, it does become pretty restrictive, I think. So yeah, that's certainly that's one of the issues for me is this current system of you can only buy it on the day for that day, yeah. and you have to be up at a certain time to be to be trying to get the good attractions. Whereas old fast pass system, you could book. Yeah, you had to be up early on sixty days in advance if you were a on-site guest, or thirty days in advance if you were an off-site guest. But it was before your holiday. And you could book your fast passes, and you could book three, and you knew what you got. You well, know? this is this is the problem, I think, uh, or the, this is one of the biggest problems, as you say, is is what the window is. So, if yeah. I was changing this, I would actually, um, I would I would do it a week. I've got a few ideas, but I'll go with this one first. So, I would actually change it so um, you can buy your Genie Plus a week out. So, if you wanna, if you're going Monday to Friday. Uh, the Monday prior to you mm-hmm. going, you could buy a Genie Plus for that day. Um, and then, yep. you know, each day after the same thing. At that point, I think you should be able to book um, a, a lower tier attraction. So what I'd also do is I'd make it free. Now, I know, I know what you said, but it's not going to be completely free. So I think what they should actually be doing is thus... You can have Genie Plus, and you can have an attraction uh, from a, a lower tier. So if you think about how Fast Pass Plus worked, um, all those attractions were at different tiers, right? Mm-hmm. Almost like the old uh, ticket-style uh, booking yeah. system. So yeah. I think they could make Genie Plus free, or, or even $5, right? And for that, you get to pick uh, one attraction at the lowest tier. So that could be, I don't know, Small World. I'm trying to think of like lame attractions, but something like that. And then you actually have it at tiered pricing. So if you want to actually book a mid-level ride, that's $10. And if you want to book one of the more su- superior attractions, then you're looking at $15, $20. And that will get you like a, a Rise of the Resistance or something. You can still only get one. You can only get one attraction. So you're still only going to be able to do that. Um, mm. But I think at least that way, you know, if you're not bothered about, you know, Rise of Resistance or something, you, you can still pay for, for Genie Plus, but 
you won't have access to to book that you can book something more mid-tier um mm. and i think the the biggest thing here is the fact that the expectation now is you've got to wake up at seven now okay if mm. people want to get there for rope drop they're going to be up at seven o'clock possibly getting ready or whatever but if you're planning your day and you don't get the attraction that you want or you can't get even one of the secondary attractions that you want that starts your day off really badly mm. like you're going to leave that room with the hump because you've not been able to secure the attraction that you wanted mm. your day's off to a bad start so i think opening up at least a week out i mean personally i don't know what was wrong with like 30 or 60 days but by doing that that gives people more of an opportunity to book it in a in a nicer time without the stress of trying to get ready mm. and how your day's yeah. gonna day's gonna be because then you've got a week to prepare if you yeah. do that you know you know what you're gonna have that day you know where you're gonna start that day uh, or, or maybe you don't know where you're gonna start but you know what you've got booked so you mm. might get peter pan booked um at nine o'clock but the park opens at half past eight so you're gonna see if you can queue up and go on uh, seven dwarfs as soon as the park mm -hmm. opens you know whatever um yeah. but i think but at least your expectation is is done in advance not on the day and then causing you other stresses um i don't think limiting them is is much of a problem i think that's yeah. that's fair but again if you're allowing people to book them more in advance then you've got more of an idea of what that day's going to look like which yeah, is surely part of the way of doing people... it yeah, I think if you're picking them up, if you're picking them in advance, um, for an on-site guest, that's easy. So let's say you said you can book a week from check-in, right? Yeah. Yep. For an on-site guest, that's easy because Disney know that you're going to check in. For an off-site guest, they don't they don't know when you're in the park because I don't think your tickets are are no. dated. But that's so fine. they'd have because to drive another, it from. That's another part. But there is a. That's another part. But there is a way to do it though, because you've you've got to make a theme park reservation. Yeah. Right. Whether you're on site or off site, so it could be from like a week before your your theme park reservation, and you can only get a theme park reservation if you've got a ticket. Right. So what about this then? What about if when so that, you... that would work, but it would have to be driven from the reservation system, I think, at least for on-site for off-site guests. Sorry. So that's perfect. So you you go on the the booking system to uh, to choose your park reservations for your stay, right? Mm -hmm. And when you do that, it then pops up and says, "Do you want to add Genie Plus?" Mm -hmm. And then what the costs are going to be, and then you can choose what days you want them, whether you want it for every day you've got a park reservation or whether you don't yeah um yeah. and then and then that then let's once you've selected that then that lets you book your attraction yeah. and of course by that point if you if you do it like that you don't in the way that genie plus works now when you want to like purchase a ride or anything like that you don't know what you've you're going to have access to until you get through to that second stage but yeah. you've then got this is what's left you know if you get in there yeah. quick you're going to have a higher chance of getting an attraction you want and if you do it in the afternoon after it's been open for you know five hours then the likelihood is that mm -hmm. you're not going to end up with 
the attraction you would have wanted, but again, you're able to reserve something and then you can start to think about how you're going to attack that day. Okay, I didn't get Peter yeah. Pan. That was the one I really wanted. I know the queues are going to be quite big for it, so we're going to mm. go uh, and do other things and see if we can get on that later on. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I certainly, I certainly think that's a good idea in terms of being able to pre-buy your Genie Plus because because if you've if you've bought a ticket and then you've linked that ticket number to your reservation, you've booked a part reservation, you've made a commitment to Disney, whether you're an on-site guest or an off-site guest, you've made a commitment. And so then being able to book your Genie Plus for, for the days that you want it. And I don't think it's fair that you're forced to take it no. every day because you may want to have a day where you go to Universal or you go to just lie by the pool or yeah. go to a water park or whatever. I mean, even a Disney water park. So This is the problem so, yeah. with, the, with what they were doing in the UK. You know, mm. and Kate obviously did this when she went. She had to, yeah. well, she didn't have to, but the offer was you can buy Genie Plus before you go and yeah. you get it at a discounted rate. So she bought it yeah. for her, however long, I can't remember, like 10 days or 12 days, whatever it was. Mm. But yeah. she had at least one day, when she was planning all this, mm. she had at least one day she'd earmarked for Universal. So for that day, yeah. she's not using Genie Plus, but she's paid mm. for it. Now, yeah. One of the reasons they wanted to bring this in was to do with, you know, staffing levels and, and everything like that. So surely that's a failure. And I know I know yeah. they've, they've changed it now anyway, so you, you know, can't do it like that. But surely that was set up to fail because just because you bought yeah. a Genie Plus reservation didn't mean mm. you were going to be there. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah it's money in their pocket. Good for, well, good they... for Disney, but... Yeah, except except remember, Nick, it's the part reservation system that tells them about the staffing levels, not whether you bought Genie Plus or not. So it doesn't it doesn't really matter. It, it's it's extra money in their pocket if you don't go to the park. But what? But about... it's not what they use to make staffing decisions. It's the reservation system. Okay, so, so what you've about already if like, you reserve, so Kate wouldn't have made a reservation for well, the day she was going to Universal. But somebody else might have done. Like, what if? You know, Kate had planned that in advance, right? She decided this is the day I'm going to Universal. So you're you're probably right. She probably didn't choose a park reservation that day. But what yeah. if you do and your plans change? Yeah. Uh, uh, Nick, uh, uh, I, I, we're going in September and we're going to Universal and things, uh, and we're going next year and we've got SeaWorld. We have booked up Disney parks on the days that we don't think we'll be there as a backup. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we've done the same. Uh, yeah, we, we, we'll we'll we will book up. Mm-hmm. We, Universal, but we'll think, oh, well, we'll go to Repcot that day because we might go on the night time anyway when, when Universal closes at five or whatever. We might pop Repcot to see the fireworks or, or, or do something else if it's, if it's a late night thing. So I think people still do book them um, mm-hmm. just in case in, yeah. in, in that respect. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly and what we've done, Steve, because plans do change. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. That's, the, that's yeah. the problem. Like Genie Plus yeah. isn't it? And I know that's what we're talking about, but park yeah. reservations are free. Therefore, yeah. You're more likely to book one, even if you're not going to use it. So again, yeah. it's counterproductive to what they're actually trying to. And look, yeah. I appreciate it's probably going to be a small number, and they've probably already calculated, or you'd like to think, you know, errors in that formula yeah. to compensate yeah. for that to happen. But what if they don't? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
just getting back to to genie plus then yeah so we we definitely got a big issue around the sort of flexibility of the system the fact that you've got to buy it on the day mm. you might have to stay up until midnight if it's a busy time and buy it or you have to get up at like 6 30 to buy genie plus so you're then ready for seven o'clock to buy your to get your first reserve your first genie plus yeah. what are some of the other issues steve what 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 other issues did you encounter when you were there um i think to me one of the biggest things is um the people's expectations of how many rides they will get to ride during the day um mm. you know and i think disney have brought out some additional wording uh with it saying that you know you know you may get to ride several rides a day with this yeah. and i think people probably expected that they might get five six seven rides and the top rides in and yeah. you know you might do in a in a quiet week in september but if you go um in the busy period i think that is a problem is that you 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 will find that you won't probably get to ride the number of rides you want to do mm. and i think the other big problem is for the non-paying guests um uh, there's probably no solution to this when the rides go down and they do go down quite regularly mm. uh, on, on a daily basis when you've paid for that um you know that privilege of, of having a, a quicker entry to the to the ride mm. then when it when it reopens they're going to pull through a hell of a lot more people through that lightning lane than they are through the standby and the standby yeah. lane will suffer that you know uh, th that's probably a good thing i guess for the the, the genie plus people because if yeah. it has gone down to get back there to get on it quicker um mm -hmm. but the repercussions for for the the non-paying guests uh, yeah. are, are quite dramatic and um yeah and, and probably result in a lot of complaints and budget to guest services. Mm -hmm. so, but I will, I mean, in the two hours since Nick did mention this to me, I have, I have actually designed a whole new system, which I'll come on to in due course. Oh, fantastic. That's great. <laughs> well, speaking I of... I mean, one uh, of the other things... Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Mr. Steve, but we've, we've got a, an invader on the call. Craig oh is... Craig is dark. Bob Chapek. Oh, does it? <laughs> oh, I'm... Bob Chapek. I'm Nob... I'm Nob Cheapak. How are you? Oh, How are we doing, Nob? You got oh, your voted back in again? You getting your contract extended? I'm getting a 12 inch right up my ass. Maybe. Uh, we were on a serious debate until Craig came on. But yeah, no. he, he, it was he, all gone so well. Well, debatable. <laughs> um, uh, so, so, Mr. D, what, cause, I mean, you, you, brought this, you brought this topic mm -hmm. up. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing you had a uh, an absolute whopper of an idea. Um, well, no, but I mean, just just to flush out some of the other issues that I guess I've mm. heard because I haven't been to the parks since Disney Genie Plus was was um, you know was was introduced. But I guess one of the things, if you're if you're in the know, then you know you'll you'll pick up on this fairly quickly. But if you're a new guest. Right, you've never been to the university, you've never been to Disney before. It's the first time you've been there, you know, somehow you've managed to book it, you've managed to, you know, get on there and find out about ADRs 60 days in advance. You've managed to find out that you need a park ticket, but you also need a park reservation and you know what that is. And but, but now all of a sudden you're faced with Genie, Genie Plus, individual attraction selection, lightning lane. 
standby lane, you know, it, it just does seem like a really complicated system. It look, it just seems like they've gone for the most complexity they could, you know, versus the old fast pass system, which, you know, a lot of people struggle to understand the old fast pass system, but it was, it was one thing. It wasn't, it wasn't fast pass plus and individual fast pass attraction selection and all of that. So, so to me, that's another issue is it's, it's too complex for, yeah. for somebody who isn't a diehard fan or who isn't willing to, to put the effort and who just wants to go on holiday and have a great time, you know? It's too yeah. complex. I think I'm on the when, when you buy Genius on the day in the park, I don't know if you can do this. I don't think you can. I think you should also be at least see what the availability is because I don't think selling Genius yeah. to someone at three o'clock afternoon who, yeah. as you say, is not fully aware of how it works and yeah. then gets it and realize all I can get is, yeah. I, I don't know, you know, um, living with the land or, you know, which is generally a walk on in Epcot or. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or, the, or the Mexican ride. I think that is is yeah. unfair when you're paying fifteen dollars. I think that that needs to be upfront and clear. Yeah. If you buy it now, this is what's available, so you're yeah. fully aware of what you're going to. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that's a good point. I think, the, I think the other thing as well, Mister, you pointed out there when talking about fast pass, original fast pass, is they were at most attractions, they were machines outside, but also they were normally always manned. So if you're mm. walking into the park and you see people, and you would, especially for the popular attractions, you would see people queuing up to use these machines. Yeah. You could go and ask somebody what they're queuing mm -hmm. up for. Yeah, and I saw, you know, yeah, I experienced that right. when when I first went, I saw people doing that yeah. all the time, going up to a, yeah. a cast member that was there, and they would say, "This sure. is what it is, and this is how you use sure. it," and and they would they would walk yeah. them through it. You know, and then right, yeah. they would then know what was going on. Now yeah. I'm going to ask Craig because obviously he's planning a another trip in the future with extended family. Now, Craig, obviously you're on these podcasts, you listen to these podcasts, you listen to other podcasts, you know all about this. I know your your extended family doesn't. Has your has that side of the family got any idea what any of this stuff is? <laughs> um, their eyes glaze over because Craig will, Craig will do it. So Craig will get up at seven o'clock in the morning. What I've, what I've found, um, and I've just booked for next August, um, I've actually made the booking now. So we're staying for two weeks at Animal Kingdom Lodge and Ooh. we're on two separate bookings, but to make sure they got the, the benefits, they within one family of six, they're in two separate bookings themselves. So a room of three and a room of three. Now, how it's been put across to us is that they have to have their own Genie Plus for each room. So I need to start doing some detective work because we're a group of 10 effectively. However, with three separate bookings now, I know there was a bit of teething trouble and maybe it was a maximum groups of eight, was it? Or 12? I'm not sure. I can't remember. But we're on three bookings. So what we're going to have is an issue potentially where we've all got to get up at seven o'clock in the morning, the three main adults, and make a decision on this day, are we going to book Genie Plus? And then 
what our fast pack or genie plus right a lightning lane whatever they're called are going to be mm-hmm. for that day the first if, can... if you can't link those together craig that's going to be an absolute nightmare yeah absolutely if one, now, that's if one why passing can't do that for everybody you, you aren't going to know what you aren't going to be able to get the same attractions at the same time and this, well this is the thing that is um burning me head out a little bit is say we can link them all together Mm. So every morning, I, I'm quite happy to get up at seven o'clock in the morning. I don't sleep. It's how I get. I get up early anyway. So I make the decision that we're going to do Genie Plus that day. Is it smart enough that it's billing each separate account fifteen dollars per person per day, or is it going to be billing me? For, I would imagine you, I, if you're linking them all together, I would imagine one person's paying for it, which is probably still your best your best deal, because at least if, if that can be done, and I'm sure it must be able to, because you, you must have situations where they've come across this many, many times where you've got maybe two families on holiday together and they've got two separate reservations. So I'm assuming you can link the reservations and one person can book everything, but I'm guessing that one person has to pay for everything and then you've got to be... You've got to be reimbursed. Well, is the word reimbursed working, Scouse Land? Well, Does that actually happen? But that's the problem, isn't it? Because mm. then you've got families arguing about money. And potentially, mm. you might, I'm not saying the people are going with the minge bags, they're not. But there might be that. There's always that person in the family, isn't there? Who always gives the out, my pockets are empty, I'll pay you later one of them situations and again i'm emphasizing that's not the case in my family mm. but it does you know if it's day after day after day um mm. then it could become an issue and if it's getting charged to me credit card then i've got to make sure that i'm getting the money off the other person and then i'm trying to go and pay that money off the credit card so yeah. so i think it's got to sort itself out and i think we must have sorted this out and there must be tens of thousands of people out there who know that this has happened to them. So it can feed back to us this situation. Um, because I'm really interested to see. Um, I've just listened to the Disney Dream Girls uh, episode that come out uh, yesterday, Sunday, just gone. So we're dating it, whatever. Um, and she's got the girl on from, is it 37th Street? Uh, another podcast as a guest mm. and the girl on 37 Street was absolutely brilliant so she really dug deep into Jeannie Plus and everything and she was giving some top tips mm. and I don't know if you did this day but she got up in the morning 7 o'clock and she had a limit for the family there's three of them mm. so she set a limit of $45 a day right and that was either to be spent on Genie Plus or the paid Lightning Lanes. Right. So not not both. She did one or the other to try and limit her budget, basically. Mm-hmm. And she she had this day where she had to lie in. So she got up at seven o'clock. She made a she paid, and then she did her first um, Genie Plus reservation, and then apparently it resets every two hours. Yeah. Yeah. So she did it for later in the afternoon for her first one, about one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. And then in two hours, she made another one. And then in two hours, she made another one. 
And they were all after the first one. So it was all like one o'clock, one thirty, two o'clock, or whatever it was. But you got five lightning, five genie pluses in the afternoon. Um, and I had to lie in, basically. Mm. I, it, so it sound, she played the well, system. I thought, and, I thought that was one of the issues with Genie Plus. And this, this was one of the issues that was on my list. I thought you couldn't pick the time. You could only take the next time that was available. I don't know. I mean, yeah, listen I to the episode. To me, that's one of the negatives because on the old Fast Pass Plus system, you could you could go in and you could look at what times were available and you could you could say, right, I'll have that time. And obviously, there's all sorts of kind of strategies you can use here because if you if you take something at say two o'clock, um, you can't. Uh, how does that work? You can't book another one until you've used your first one could you on the old fast pass plus system because you booked three up front didn't you you booked three yeah. up front yeah and it's only when you've used your first one so if you book one later in the day the downside to that is you, you're, you're on standby lines until you've you've done your first one but you know you could choose your times with the old system but the new system as i understand it you go on there and you you want space mountain you take the first time that's available for Space Mountain. That could be nine o'clock. It could be two o'clock. It could be seven o'clock at night. Whatever, depending on you know when you get on there and, and what time is available. So that to me, that's another one of the negatives of the system. It's it doesn't allow you to choose your time. Well, this is the thing. If you listen to that episode, she's given mm. the impression that that's what she did. She got up at seven o'clock. She paid. Yeah. And then she started booking fast passes. So I don't know. I maybe she specifically looked then for for rides that had times later in the day. So instead of getting the ride she wanted, she deliberately chose rides that had times that were, you know, probably popular rides that all, all the early ones had gone. And maybe. Maybe. I otherwise, I don't know how you could do that. But anyway, okay. I'm, I'm going to reach out to her. I'm going to find yeah. out exactly what she did and nail it down. Yeah. I think it's exactly. a really good good idea of setting yourself a budget. Yeah. Um, mm. They're a yeah. family of three. She was literally, she said, $45 a day, and it was mm. budgeted into the holiday. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. this is what people have got to do now. Take it or leave it. Yeah, that's right. Was that your experience, Steve? Was it, was it a case of you've got to take the first time that's available we we didn't use it um but that was that was what i assumed uh, whereas yeah. previously fast pass was a a pick the time which is convenient to you i thought it was the the first one available but i may be wrong um mm. yeah, yeah. And I I mean, another issue is that if you say you go on there and you see space mountain for 10 or 4 and then by the time you go through the booking process it may be 12 30 yeah, yeah. It, because if other people have grabbed it, it, it it changes, and so again, that was another that was another glitch. I think another negative about the system is yeah. you think you've got a particular time, but then by the time you actually get through the process, you've lost that time, and you you could be you know later, you could be an hour later, or yeah. or an half later, or whatever. Steve, have you done the the touring plans? Have you give yourself yes. the touring plans? Yeah, we we did. Um... 
we bought the touring plans for 12 months uh, yeah. last November and we've used it uh, we used it a lot last November, December and we also used it in uh, May when we went and that was really good I mean you can there's two ways of using touring plans there's there's the the way which we use it which was to uh, try and use it as the wait times and look at what the best wait times are because it it was definitely nine times out of ten more accurate than the Disney wait times so you know if we looked on there and it said Horton Mansion says it's a 40 minute wait it'll be 20 minute wait well we might head towards that and that was really really useful the other way of doing it obviously is to plan your day out to the nth degree and say right okay I'm getting here at eight o'clock I'm staying till seven o'clock. I'm having lunch at one till two. I'm having a break at three or four to do some shopping. And then put the ride you want to ride and it will try and plot the best day for you to, to avoid um, the longest queues. And you know, if, if you're willing to do that, then you know that, that can work quite well. Um, that's not how we use it. We, we tend to be, because we've been so many times, we tend to be a bit more free and just play it by ear and say, yeah, okay, that's a short line, that's a short line, we'll do these things. But if you want to do that, I think it would work very, very well um, to mm. try and do that. Yeah. How did it? How did that compare to the free genie service? Um, we, well, we, we had a look at the free genie service and, you know, it's not great. You know, it's not great. And I know we're not here to criticise too much, Paul, but it, it would say, oh, why don't you go and do X, Y, or Z? And it's like, go, go, go and have a run the shops. Well, yeah, well, of course you're saying yeah. that. You're spending money in the shops. Um, or, or go and wait for this ride. And it, the, the, the free one is probably okay for someone who is an absolute beginner, needs a bit of advice. But for anyone who listens to this podcast or any of you guys, the free one, um, you know, I, I would the only thing I've, I've heard, I mean, just again from other people's reviews, it seems like the free one is actually a bit a bit disingenuous, really. I, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like the free one isn't really for the guest's benefit. It's for no. Disney's benefit. Yeah. It's to push you away from the really busy attractions yeah. to spread the crowds out. And I don't think that's right. I, 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 think, that's, yeah. I think that's utterly morally wrong, really. Yeah that people have spent a huge amount of money and the it will be the gullible people that you're talking yeah. about, Steve, yeah. that have never been or go, oh, oh, Jeannie says I should be yeah. going and, you know, visiting the Tango toilets and having a look in there right now, you know? Because you, well, you put, you're putting your interest, when, when you use it, you, you have yeah. to set it up and you'll say, well, what are you interested in? Well, I'm interested in Star Wars, I'm interested in thrill rides, I'm interested in um, yeah. shows. And then all of a sudden I say, oh, go and ride... Peter Pan or go and meet a princess. Well, that, that doesn't yeah. accord with the, the information no. I've actually put in there. It's just simply directing yeah. you to where they want you to go because yeah. that is about crowd dispersal, in my yeah. opinion. And yeah. the other thing I've, I've, I think I've heard, because, because when they talked about this genie service, I thought, oh, this will be interesting because everybody historically has known that Disney's wait times, their posted wait times, yeah aren't accurate and they manipulate the posted wait times again to to move the crowds where they want the crowds to go yeah and so if they're really truly going to have a genie service that does what it's what they said it was going to do they would have to make those wait times accurate and it, and it doesn't seem like they've done that no. it seems like they've maintained the 
overly inflated wait times to push people away to yeah. to less busy attractions and again that's just wrong i think that, i think that's deceptive i don't, don't don't approve of that at all definitely when it's all electronic on your phone it is yeah. if you actually get to the attraction look at it you can make a you can make a reasonable judgment think well that's not mm-hmm. 45 minutes that's that's a 15 minute wait but yeah. on your other side of the park and it says that you know uh, big thunder mountains is, a, is, a, is an hour away in fact mm-hmm. maybe 20 minutes then yeah. that could be what tips you to pay in the 15 dollars for genie plus and and that yeah. side of it i think is is yeah. uh, needs to be addressed yeah, sure. Okay, so just to, to kind of move us forward then. Come on, Steve. Solve all of our problems. Yeah. Tell us what the master plan is. Well you Nick, are you Nick, are Bob yeah, JPEX out, you're in. Nick, Nick it. dropped this some dot couple of hours ago and I thought, well, I'll have a think about this. Mm-hmm. So I've it's a bit of a hybrid system of Genie Plus and I mean I don't want to pay for anything to be honest, but we've got new, so you know it, it is a paid system. Um and it's sort of a hybrid between the Genie Plus and, and the sort of Fast Pass Plus system. Mm-hmm. It's called Disney's Dash Plus. So, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry, not Disney, Disney Dash Pass. Sorry. So, you know, using the speedy lane, the Dash from the Incredibles, you can use all the uh, the graphic of Dash to you know make it a bit more interesting mm-hmm. um, with signage, etc. And and it's a little bit like a tiered system. It's got a little bit of universal in there because obviously if you stay at certain resorts in universal, you get, you get more perks. Um, obviously in, in universal, it's free or it's built in the hotel price, obviously. Um, with, with Disney, it, it wouldn't be. So what, what I've thought of is, well, let's, let's think about how pa- you know, fast pass used to work quite well. I, I never had a problem with it, booking things quite far out. And certainly now when you've got to book your, your park days, it's not a big deal. Oh, you know where you're going to be. You can book your fast passes or your, or your, your dash pass, as it's now called. Yep. So mine is, we if you stay in, in a different resort within Disney, Disney guests get priority. You're on Disney, you're on Disney property, so why not? Give them priority to book um, your, your dash passes. If you're in a, a deluxe resort or a, a DVC resort, you can pay $15, or whatever we're talking about, you know, I'm saying $15 here, for four passes, four dash passes a day. If you're in a moderate resort, you pay $10 and you get three passes. And if you're in a, a value resort, you pay $5 and you get two passes a day. And it's all it's all built into the, the Genie Plus system. And it's a, again, it's a tiered, a tiered ride system. So like like the old days of like you know your tier A and tier B of the rides, um, you know, your, your top rides will be in tier A, and you can only have one of them. And then your, your next rides are in tier B, and you can obviously have if you're deluxe three, moderate two, or, or um, the value ones, one extra one in them ones. And that's the idea. So it, it, go, it goes back to fast passes. Some respects that like you can book 60 days out. Um, you know, if you decide to, to, to buy the Genie, the, the Dash Pass on Genie Plus for however many days you want to use it. Uh, and then you go on, on, that, on that 60 day mark and you book up in Hollywood Studios. Rise of Resistance, if you can get it, or Slinky Dog, and then you book another few rides uh, with, with the rest of it. That way, you know, you've, you know you're know you going to have a decent day. You know, you're, you're going to get your money's worth. If you pay money, you're not going to waste your money and just end up riding on crap rides. Um, and and that's, that's, the, that's the basis of it. In terms of, of other people, if you decide not to buy the Dash Pass um, at 60 days out as a hotel guest, or if you're off-site guest, then... Your luck is out until the day of, 
when you get into the park on the morning, as soon as you're in the park, you can buy Genie Plus for, for, for the discount rate of $5 a day because obviously a lot of the attractions um, will be um, booked up, although they will keep some reservations for, um, for off-site guests to hopefully get hold of. Um, and you can obviously, everyone, including hotel guests and off-site guests, once you've used your reservations, you can book more reservations if they're available, probably the, the, you know, the, the less popular ones. Um, and then as a, as a bonus, uh, my thought was, right, okay, um, people who come to Disney spend a hell of a lot of money uh, and, and they spend a lot of time in restaurants and things in, in the theme park. So if you book a signature dining restaurant in one of the theme parks that day, you're dropping you know, $200, four years, $200 plus. Um, and you're also spending an hour, two hours outside of the parks, not clogging up the rides. Um, so if you do that, you get one extra dash pass for, uh, for actually spending you know, a significant amount of dollars in, in one of the signature restaurants. And that's it. So Is that dash pass then? Dash pass for that one, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's idea. Or a dash pass. It, it, yeah, it's um, it's I'll a bit pay like for the Universal Express. Yeah, it's like Universal Express Pass, but it's a, it's the paid one, obviously. Um, yeah. And obviously, if if you're dropping a lot of money or a DVC guest, then you get a bit more. But everyone gets something, and everyone gets um, a pick of at least one t- top tier attraction uh, when, when they're in the pack. They have to pay for it, and then the rest of it comes from that second tier. So, as I say, Hollywood Studios, Rise of Resistance, and Slinky Dog Mebbies could be tier A. Then you move down to the next tier. So yeah, yeah, you know, your Mickey's, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roll Coaster, and Tier B, and you a couple of those. So individual attraction there. selections would get rolled into gone. this as well. Gone, gone, totally gone. Yeah, I, gone. I, I would scrap the um, that $20 yeah. for one ride thing is gone. It's all included within this thing. Yeah. And, you know, you you get one tier A and, and it spreads it out. And yeah. It means the queues will move faster because yep. you're not actually having mm-hmm. that amount of people going through there. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I like the, I like the thought that's gone into it. You've got, you've got tiered rides, you've got tiered perk if you're mm-hmm. an on-site guest. Yeah. Um, if you're an off-site guest, it's, it's kind of tough titty, but, at least it's only five dollars, so you get something for five dollars. You, yeah. you basically get what's left, if I'm being brutally honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then that's kind of how it was with the old Fast Pass Plus system. I mean, yeah. you were at thirty days, whereas the hotel guests were at sixty days, so they had a full month on you to yeah. to pick pick and choose the the better ride. So yeah. to some extent, it's kind of what yeah. it is, because everybody knows that. You know they don't have an infinite number of fast passes to give out. They can't. So somebody is going to lose out. Yeah. And why? Why? Why shouldn't Disney give their own guests more the perks? Yeah. Universal will do it. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. one seems to complain about that. And mm-hmm. if you want to actually um, benefit from it, I mean, and from Disney's point of view, as a marketing exercise, come and stay on property, and you will get this extra perk. You know, you got to pay yeah. extra perk depending on on, on the tier. Um, but you will get, you know, you, you were almost guaranteed to get on on, on, on a number of rides in a day. Um, yeah, 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 good. Yeah, and I like, I like, I like collapsing the individual attraction selection mm. into the Genie Plus. I definitely yeah. think that's the way to go is to make the thing simpler because yeah. I think it's, I think a Disney holiday is already very 
complicated and regimented and it's not really what people want um so anything that makes it simpler yeah one, one thing 15 dollars a day for them you you, you, do, you do, there's none of this extra 20 dollars for rise resistance and this for this yeah and it, it it just keeps you you know you understand your budget you know you okay if we're going to buy it that day and you're not forced to buy it for the full two weeks you're basically 60 yeah. days out each day you can decide don't want it that day yes or no right i'm going to get that day and 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 that should hopefully um free up you know you're not booking it every day and 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 blocking up for other people. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I mean, my idea was was somewhat similar. Um, my idea was go back to the 60-day, 30-day window. Mm -hmm. So 60-day if you're an on-site guest, 30-day if you're not to buy your Genie Plus. Yeah. And that and go back to, you know, when you buy it, you can you can choose what days you want it for. So if you don't want it for all your holiday. Yeah. You know, you can have it for some days and not for others. Yeah. Um, and then, so 30 days for off-site guests. Um, and then in terms of actually being able to choose your selection, I also combined um, the individual attraction selection with the Genie Plus, but I accepted that the price would probably go up because... Yeah. Yeah. If it's fifteen dollars a day now for Genie Plus, and you add the individual attraction selections, which are the most popular rides, yeah. then the cost is probably going to go up. I said twenty-five dollars a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I suppose the potential positive of that is it might it makes it more expensive if you do it, but it makes you more likely to really pick and choose when you do it, mm. and it might mean that some people don't do it and so it isn't kind of oversubscribed so yeah. um so i accepted the reality that the, the cost would probably go up and i think you know you you should be able to book your attractions in advance so i think i said an on-site guest can book 24 hours or the, the day before basically mm -hmm. but an off-site guest can book from midnight so, you know, if you're going to the park tomorrow, an on-site guest can book any time from midnight, just gone to to midnight, and then an off-site guest can book from midnight on the day that they go. Yeah. So, yeah. I said going back to what I said before. I think on the previous episode, it was like if it the thing we've lost with Fast Pass Plus is that if you want to have a lie in the morning, or say go to the water park or something else. You know, everyone's rushing there to get the value from the Genie Plus or from the, the from the uh, the choices they're making. If you could yeah. book three, two, three, four dash passes, or we call them in the future, from mm -hmm. two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, yeah. then you know you could go to Typhoon Lagoon in the morning or Blizzard Beach and then go there later on. Yeah. And that way, the parks could potentially be a little bit quiet in the morning. So those with the, the standby queues in the morning potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Could be a little bit shorter, and people, you know, as people, you know, rather than at the moment, which is this mad dash at, at rope up every day now, which um, mm -hmm. is the real difference we noticed last time. Everyone is there at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock for whenever it opens, and um, you never get a quiet time anymore, which is which yeah. is a real shame, you know, because yeah. it's a holiday after all, and you don't want to be up at six in the morning every day to get there. Yeah, sure. But the only the only other thing I added was when you when you picked us so, so keep the keep the rules that were there for fast pass 
plus or fast pass actually you know so you book you can book one in advance but then after that it's it's the same kind of two-hour rule or mm-hmm. you hit the window but when you go on the website or the app and you see a time that's the time you get yeah. so fix that problem where you see a time and then by the time you actually go through the process the time has jumped stop that because yeah. that's just frustrating nick craig any builds on steve's ideas or um, no. go on craig i i mean my my idea has always been the universal model and i don't care what anyone says i think it could work so if you're a deluxe hotel you just get unlimited rides on everything. And a way around it is you've got the park reservation system now. So you've got a set number of deluxe guests. You've got them in the hotel rooms. You know how many people are staying. I would give them the same what you've got now where you've got to book your park reservation. So... And you can you could do that within the deluxe people as well. So you could only have so many people in the Magic Kingdom per day, deluxe. So many people in Hollywood Studios, and when they're gone, they're gone. Um, so what do you mean? Sorry, what do you mean? You can only have so many. You mean actually so, limit the number of deluxe guests that can go into the park? Or yeah, no, you can go in the so how many people we've got deluxe, and and Len Tester has told me two years ago before lockdown. I can't remember what he said. So say it's 100,000 people just for the mats, right? It's not 100,000 people. But say the deluxe is 100,000 people. So you you have 30,000 people for Magic Kingdom that day. So if you're a deluxe guest and you want to try and get unlimited rides for that day, you, get, you book your slot and you're in the Magic Kingdom for that day and you get your rides until two o'clock, whatever. Um, but I would also monetize it more. I haven't got a problem, right? My girls have just been to Alton Towers last Friday and they bought their park admission to Alton Towers, whatever it is, 40, 50 quid, I don't know. But then they paid for um, the top rides. So maybe eight rides, whatever. And again, I don't know how much it was. Kerry paid, I didn't pay. I don't know Alton Towers' prices. I'm making it up. It might be 10 rides for $100. It might be 10 rides for, uh, 10 rides for 50 quid. I don't know. But, so if you're, not, if you're not a deluxe guest, you can buy prepaid packages. And you can tick what rides you want to go on and you get them rides. And then, that's about it, really. So everybody else is in the system where they're just queuing up. The problem is, so, though, Craig, it's it's limited. It is As limited, in, but no, no, I don't mean like limited by tier. So like by deluxe, but quite frankly, if I'm paying deluxe prices, I don't want to be dictated to you can't go in Magic Kingdom today because you booked it a little too late, and all the fast passes for that day have gone. So you're going to have to go to another park. Like, if I'm paying top dollar to stay at Disney, that's not what I want. And the problem is, is that while the Universal system is good, Universal is a much different park 
to Disney. Of course it is. Of course it is. And there's better algorithms than me and you. So what, what are the odds after it? What are, what are the odds for a two-week holiday you want to go to Magic Kingdom every day? There's four parks there. There's six parks if you include the water rides and everything like that. So there's every, there's every chance with all the algorithms mixed in, what are the odds that every person in a deluxe hotel wants to all go to the Magic Kingdom on the same day? It's, it's, it, you've got to also fact in DVC as well because DVC is classed as deluxe. Yeah, I think that would add a hell of think, a lot. Yeah, you know, to quote Mister Tester because you you quoted Mister Tester, but I think he said that the the universal system just would not work at Disney just because there are so many deluxe rooms compared to compared to the capacity in Walt Disney World. And the same, if you do the same thing with the capacity in Universal versus the number of deluxe, because there's only three hotels in there. There's only there's three, three deluxe hotels yeah. in Universal. There's only three hotels, but there are, how many deluxe hotels is there at Disney? Tons, tons. All the DVC resorts. So you've got, you've got the Grand Floridian, you've got the Contemporary, you've got the Polynesian, you've got the Wilderness Lodge, you've got Yacht and Beach, Yacht and Beach Club, you've got Boardwalk. Um, Saratoga you have Springs, yeah. Saratoga Springs, Old Key West. Those, those two resorts are huge. You've got Riviera. Um, you've also got um, some of the partner hotels, which count as deluxe. I think Four Seasons. Um, I don't know how many others count as deluxe. Um, there's a lot, and that that's the problem. I, I, maybe you've I, got I'm twelve. With you. I'm with you in terms of. You know, you could do something for the dollars guests, guests, but I don't think it could be unlimited. Don't think it could be unlimited. I think you could maybe get, I don't know. How? Yeah, I, but as a normal person, right? How many times you've got unlimited at Universal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a normal person, how many times do you want to go on the Hulk in one day? I don't think that's the issue, though. I think the issue is the the number of people that can potentially use their express passes versus the number of express pass slots that are that are available, right? And and that's the problem. In Disney, it's a completely different algorithm. If you want to use that word, it's a completely different equation. There's just so many more deluxe guests, um, and yeah, there are more attractions because there's. It just is bigger, but but still, I and, and I haven't done the maths, but I kind of trust Mister Tester. I mean, he oh yeah, I, tr- I trust Len. He's, he's if put, he says he's put it doesn't work, work it doesn't work. I don't, maybe, I don't okay. think it would, yeah, maybe maybe one one ride a day. Your deluxe. How many times do you want to go on the seven horse mine train in one go? You don't. You want to move on to the next one. There's, there's something magical about Universal when you're a deluxe guest that you can start on the left and go round to the right and then walk out the park. There's very occasionally you might go on something twice, but generally you don't. And you'll go on everything, even the shit rides. You'll go on it because you've got to walk on. Yeah. At Disney, is, is it that different? I, I don't know. Do you want to go on? Little whale people singing three times. I don't think you do. I think you'd want to do yeah. a one and done. 
So, I mean, you've got you've got three parks. No, you've got two parks and three hotels in Universal. You've got four parks and twelve hotels at Disney. Maybe the maths doesn't add up. Maybe it's one and done. But what I would do as a maybe you figure that out somehow, right? You figure the, the dimensions out and the algorithms out to make it work. But then the other thing is you steal directly from Disneyland Paris and Alton Towers and every other theme park in the country, no doubt, is that as an individual, I want to ride these 10 rides and they sell it. They just sell it. You want them 10 rides? Okay, that's fine. It's going to cost you $80. Mm. And as, you're not doing that every day, you're holiday, because you can't do it every day, you're holiday. It's too expensive. But what you do do is, do do, it, what you do do is you'll pick a day, maybe the last day you're holiday, mm. and, and you do... You know, there's only really Magic Kingdom where you can get away with 10 rides. But maybe you do four parks in one day and there's you one... do the big... Yeah. Go on. I was just going to say, there's one good reason why Disney won't do that. And it's why? the VIP tours. There's not that no. many VIP tours. They make a huge amount of money. They make massive profit on VIP tours. They might well do. They might well do. But... You get a time slot on this one. You, you, it goes into the fast pass system and it, you, it spews out the times. So you're at Space Mountain at nine, you're at Seven Dwarfs at 10, you're at Splash Mountain at 11, whatever, whatever, half an hour, whatever the walking time is. I just think you could, and I, I, if you limit the numbers that you're selling, and you limit everything else, I think the, the person who's paid nothing would benefit from that greatly. Mm. I, certainly, I certainly like the idea of of some kind of system tied to, um, you know, category of hotel, so as a, as a perk for staying at the hotel, and it's kind of built into the price of the hotel. I think that's, I think that's, that's good, but it may, it may have to be, Limited in some way, you know. Yeah, I mean, or maybe maybe it's maybe it's eight rides a day, and every and for every other ride you're in the system. Maybe you're guaranteed that you walk on eight rides a day, and you get to pick them rides. You know, there's four parks here. Maybe you go and do two from each park or something like that, because four parks in one day is a challenge. A challenge I've conquered. Um, and I'm sure everyone in the, in this podcast has. It's worth doing. It's amazing. There's got to be a better system than what than what there is now. It's there's too many roadblocks for this system to be. There's no there's there's nothing in it that's beneficial. I'm terrified um, of having to sit down with a family of ten and try and sort this mess out. Hmm. Well, I'm glad that so, we've spent this much time. Uh, debating this, and we've come to no, no real conclusions except for I, I think universally, yeah. we've all decided that one of the biggest problems, one of the things that could probably make this easiest, is by actually opening the window to purchase Genie Plus and book yeah. your your pass, your ride pass, yeah. much earlier. Yeah, I definitely. Than you yeah, I, I definitely think you should be able to buy. I think we're all unanimous on that. We've all yeah. said. You should be able to buy your pass in advance 
And if you're if you're getting your park reservation, why why can't you get your Genie Plus if you want it in advance? And then that at least takes one thing away that you have to do. You don't have to stay up until after midnight or you know, you don't have to buy that at six thirty in the morning so that you're ready to get your first GD plus at seven. So I think I think at least that we agree. Yeah. Um on everything I, else. I, there's a there's a variety of solutions, some good ideas. Somewhere I'd love in the middle to go of back to the sixty day situation that you said there, Mr. D, where mm. I mean I know they've pulled the plug on advanced purchases and that seems to be purely because couldn't quantify the where the people were going and stuff like that. It was just too out there. You know, so basically I would have bought that. If I had a booked earlier, I would have bought Genie Plus for the, the two weeks for 10 people. Mm. And we might not have needed it or used it yeah. for the for them 10 days, uh, for them 14 days. Mm-hmm. But I think I it'd be wonderful for, for 60 days out if you could just go back and even if you could book your three your three genie plus what are they called? I can't I don't know what they're called. Well, I mean it, it you got you got two different systems in you, that's the problem. So I don't want your, lightning lane. I, I yeah. don't want I, I just want well, lightning lane, I, this is where it gets complicated. Lightning lane isn't lightning lane is the lane you go in to get on the ride quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's it's either a genie plus selection or it's an individual attraction selection. Those oh, are the right, things okay. that you pay the money for to get into that lightning lane. And this is where Disney have, you know, in reinventing it, they couldn't they couldn't just keep, you know, they, they couldn't just keep the names the same. They had to reinvent everything. It's just become really really complicated. I think. God help, God help the newbies. Yeah, and and the oldies because I, I, you know, I yeah. still think it's going to affect some of those uh, those people as well. Um, yeah. But so, so good discussion. A um, couple of things we agree on. I think, I think we definitely agree that the current system has got some issues, and um, there's a few things that actually could be quick wins. I think if Disney if Disney fixed a couple of things like being able to pre-book your tickets also think they should be be looking at this IT issue where you think you've got one time and it turns out you've got another one. So I think that would take a bit of strain away from people. Um but it'll be it will be interesting. I'm sure this situation will continue to evolve. It'd be fun to come back in a year's time and just see what if anything has changed because I'm sure I'm sure some things will have changed. Be good to kind of review this in the future. I, I like your optimism that this podcast will return for an 11th year. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I'm not planning to close it down before that, so it's probably probably <laughs> On a side note, do we, does anyone know what the um, Magic Bank 2.0 is for? What's uh, the point of it? To not, make Disney more money. Yeah. But what does it actually do that's different than what the, well, the, the original does? The magic, the magic band 2.0. Basically, at this moment in time, Craig, all we've seen is what it looks like, and it looks like yeah. it should be more like an Apple Watch type thing. So it'll yeah, be, yeah. have a screen and stuff. But there's been it's been very quiet since they first talked about it at the launch of Genie Plus. So I think the honest answer is at the moment, no one knows uh, for sure. It keeps getting 
pushback. I think I'm sure they received some stock a couple of months ago. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, exactly. They they put it out for sale and then quickly withdrew it because it's not actually up just, and running. just as every vlogger in Disney just happens to be walking past. Yeah, it's yeah. it's going to react. It's it react more things. These 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 fiftieth statues, the golden statues. It's going to if you stand near them, it's going to react to them. Sparkle or things will come on this on the band or something. A bit more interactive, I understand. But you say, Nick, I don't think anyone knows exactly what. Um, Isn't it sad though that Disney has gone down the route of don't look around this magic theme park mm, we've mm. built. Look your Just phone. look look at your phone or this yeah. plastic band you've got on your wrist because it's going to sparkle. Yeah. yeah. If they want to interact uh, with those statues, yeah. they better uh, get them out sooner rather than later because those statues are mm-hmm. probably got about another six months left on them. Yeah. So. <laughs> but Mr. Lee, thank you very much for uh for setting up the debate i think it was um worthwhile doing and hopefully uh our listeners agree uh thank you steve of course for coming on and sharing your insights and experiences with it as well Uh, and thank you craig for just wandering in Mm -hmm. beautiful beautiful (laughs) stuff um we will be back in uh, a few weeks with another episode if you uh, if you want to follow uh, that Universal podcast, we're putting up a special uh, non-episode of that Universal podcast, but uh, an adjacent uh, show that I recorded recently, um, Universal-related. That's going out this week, so subscribe to that if you don't already. Um, and, and Steve has kindly given us our next Patreon uh, episodes to do, so thank you very much for that, Steve, as well. Um and uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, a busy, a busy July. So uh, we will yeah. see you next month. Yeah, yeah. We, Happy Fourth of July when it comes. Yeah. Uh, one last thing, Nick. Yeah. Uh, Jane, my wife said, shouldn't we wish Sinead happy engagement? You can. Oh, she's, yes. She's not. She's not here. No? Uh, but she will no undoubtedly listen. So yes, uh, congratulations to Sinead mm-hmm. on that. Uh, if uh, well, no, I'm get, she, she she made it public, so I was going to say, just in case, but yeah. no, she, she made it public. It was on Instagram, and Jane picked up, exactly, so yeah, it's public. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yes, both, both our, our Irish girls are celebrating this year uh, with regards to that. Mm-hmm. To, uh, lucky guys. Everyone picked their hats. <laughs> well, Craig, you've seen my hats, so I will just be taking one for my It's going to be uh, collection. potato soup to start. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right, <laughs> Craig, mm-hmm. take us home. There we go. A potato. No, and... Craig. What's 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 your new finishing line for a podcast? Uh, fuck the Tories. Correct. Oh, and fuck the Supreme Court. <laughs> we'll see you next month. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Good night, everyone. Good night. This podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.